Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what, sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to a special edition of Saturday Morning with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, you can check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturday with Joy Keys. I would also love to hear from you. You can send me an email, SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Can't appreciate all the downloads and the listening that you guys have done. I really appreciate it. Um, I was on a bit of a hiatus, and I saw that you guys were still downloading, so thank you. Well, today I hope to have on the call an icon, really, a three-time Emmy Award-winning actor. You probably recently just saw him on Greenleaf on OWN uh, as Bishop James Greenleaf. You might have seen him recently on CBS's NCIS New Orleans, um, where he played a high-ranking NOPD officer. But besides that, you probably have heard him in a lot of movies and seen him, The Princess and the Frog, Coraline, uh, Crash, Platoon, Armageddon. I mean, I could go on. Uh, Dead Presidents, um, so many, so many more. Uh, he is considered the king of voiceovers. I think this might be him. No, this is not him here, but um, I'm waiting for him to call in. You know, sometimes they have other schedules and other interviews. But uh, please uh, feel free to call in if you have a question for me. Um, the number to call in is 516-387-1745. I think this is our special guest here. Let's see. Good Hello. evening. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm well. It's afternoon here. You guys are like three hours behind. Yes. Where are you, in Boston? I'm in Philadelphia on the East Coast. In Philadelphia. Yes, okay. yes, one of the oldest cities. <laughs> so okay. how are you doing with this COVID? It's a lot of drama, right? You can't go here, you can't go there, don't touch that, don't touch this. Well, you know, listen, you know, you know, life is 
full of rules and um, and restrictions, and some you know some we like, some we don't like. You know, uh, my mama always told me that there's going to be things you have to do in life that you don't necessarily like, but it, if uh, staying inside and wearing a mask is going to save your life, why not? I I agree. You know, but there are people that don't listen, and things are spiking all over the country, like just going out and thinking that it's a lie, that this doesn't exist. They spike because people don't listen and don't pay attention. Uh, you know, wow. it's like, you know, now, who are you, who you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the politicians who are really out for themselves? Uh, or are you going to listen to the scientists? You know, and exactly. sometimes even the scientists don't even always know exactly how to handle it. All they can tell you is from what they know at the very present moment, right here, right now, that Mm -hmm. the safest way to survive is to socially distance and to wear a mask and to stay inside as much as possible. Well, I mean, it's your house. Uh, If you don't like being there, well, then you have some say in that. (laughs) This is true. This is true. It's your environment. And if you have created an environment that you don't want to stay in, I mean, uh, who's to blame for that? Or who's right, responsible? Exactly. Let's, let's, not, let's not even place blame. Let's say blame, who is okay. responsible for that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Right. Well, you have been in so many films, um, TV shows, voiceovers. I can't even name them all. Um, but something I wanted to begin with is, you know, we have the um, spike, the catalyst of George Floyd. He spiked, uh, right. sparked a lot of protests, um, you know, and people are very upset and trying to figure out ways to handle it. Some are violent, some are peaceful, some are a mix. Um, but you're an artist, and you played Paul Robeson, um, like 2014, I think it was. And he had a quote yeah. that said, the artist must take sides. He must elect to fight for freedom or slavery. I made my choice. I had no alternative. Do you believe artists? I take I take my example from Paul Robeson. You know you can't. Mm. uh, You know there are those people who believe that artists should be apolitical. Uh, I I I think that's a crock. I mean, Mm -hmm. as as Malcolm X said, if you don't stand for something, you'll put up with anything. Mm -hmm. You must you must you must take a. I mean, when you when you have a a platform, you must take a stand because there are other people, there are other people who don't have the courage and wherewithal within themselves to make a move, and they wait for they they, they wait for certain other people. Now, to some degree, we have that responsibility to be able to uh, not only take a stand but to say why I'm taking this stand. I'm yes. letting you know why you know- why I'm taking. He was not only um, an activist for African Americans; like he was um, famous with the Welsh people. You know, he's an honorary Welshman. He was a humanist. Um, he was exactly. That's what made him. Know, so, that's so, what made him so dangerous. He was about human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of and power in his voice. Most importantly, he was about the working class people of the world because he knows that that's how 
the world is built. That's how the world is sustained through the working right. class. The bourgeoisie, they, they, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, breaking their backs. They hire other yeah. people out. Somebody's got to do the work. And, and well, he was about fighting for the people and the people's right to be able to live a decent life. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be relegated just to, for those with, with privilege and money. This and they true. should have the right to make they should have the right to make money and to make a decent you know, and to make a decent wage. This is what he fought for. And and people all over the world listened to him. Not just and yes, he fought for American black people, but he fought for the working class people all over the world, which made him dangerous because the powers that be they they want the working class to be ruled under their thumb. You know, so it, you right. Know, well, that's you know, why they I mean, took his you know, passport. All, the, all this, all this, you know, stuff, they took his passport like, all this and stuff. stuff. So, oh yeah, I mean, they did things to him that they haven't they've done to few other human beings, black or white. Taking a man's he, pa- passport um, and not allowing him to travel—that's, you know, that's a pretty heavy burden to bear. Yeah, but he still fought against that. You know, he did um, recordings. You know, and and people were able to listen to them. Um, even though he wasn't able to travel to them. So, I mean, he still fought, even though he couldn't physically go places um, to be with the people, you know, and for Chinese people, for Welsh people, for African people across the diaspora, um, they thought they, they, I think they thought they had him in the corner, but they really didn't. <laughs> no, he, he fought, he fought a, a, a phenomenal fight. So now, um, the other night, you were playing a bishop, uh, and this is the last season for Greenleaf, and you're a fighter on that show as well, and you try to fight for what's right. Um, But sometimes your wife, who's played by Lynn Whitfield, has to kind of tell you, we can't cut corners here. (laughs) She's on this mission about don't cut corners now. Um, What's your feeling? Are you sad now this is the last season? Well, you know, Everything has its season. I'm, I had, I've had a wonderful time. It's been a wonderful run. You know, I, I, you know, if it went on longer, I would have been willing to, you know, um, to ride with the, with, you know, with the great team that I have. But they, they also, you know, uh, the one thing about TV, film, a play, you know, there, there comes a time when it ends. It's going to end. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to accept that with some grace. I've had a mm-hmm. wonderful run. I have no complaints and no regrets. And, um, you know, you can't say that about everything, but I can say this, this has been the time of my life. I had a, had a wonderful ride. How were you able to keep the energy up over all these seasons and not get bored with the character? Is there something special you learned in your training what did you do to keep that energy and, and joy in, in the performance? First of all, that is what I trained for, to be able to sustain uh, and do it over again. The other thing is it's on the page. We have a, a, an, an exquisite writing team. I mean, mm. besides, besides the players i mean you know if you if you're a greenleaf fan at all you love the playing but what you also love is the writing we, you know right. it, it's it's good storytelling you know 
So you're um, also going to be coming up doing your own tour, I hope. I guess if this, if this COVID thing works out, a musical tour um, of the legendary jazz singer Joe Williams. Um, well, he was also an icon. We are, we are working on that. We are working, working on, on that. that. In fact, I did. I did. I, I, it it uh, it premiered. We did the first the first incarnation of it. We did with the Pittsburgh Jazz Orchestra, the November before last. We did it at the Manchester Craftsmen's Guild. Okay. And so now we're looking to expand our horizons and do it other places. He was multi-talented just like you are because he also played in some films. He played in um, Jamboree and Cinderella, um, and he was on the Cosby show as uh, Bill Cosby's father. Uh, It's crazy how these people are artists are just not in one venue, you know. Do you think that's important? Does that give you more power as an artist to have these other skills, or should you only focus on, like, one skill and just be the best at that? What what is your opinion? Well, I mean – Sometimes, you know, I mean, we, we all have different gifts. Sometimes we're uh, gifted with many things. There are, Tony Bennett is a painter uh, of artists who do other other things, singer, sing, active, you know, Sammy Davis was a triple threat. I mean, mm. you have, you know, guys like Oba Babatunde, who's a triple threat. I mean, um, we do we do whatever it is that we have to do to express our souls and express what we, what we need to say. And, you know, whatever form that comes in, you know, some, you know, some, 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 uh, some artists are great chefs. Uh, others are right. also great writers and, and, and great directors. And we have other, we have other skills other than that, which, you know, the world knows us to be by mostly, but, you know, and and we you know, if we if we have the chance we'd like to explore each and every one of those possibilities. Mhm, mhm. I think it makes you better all around, you know, um, to have all these different um, areas, and it, it can improve. Say, if you're a singer, it can improve your acting. If you're an actor, it can improve your dancing. If you're a dancer, vice versa. Um, all these things. I, I think it all helps, and it, like I think it's spiritual, like you were saying, interconnected. Um, now, uh, you talked about things that people don't know about you. Uh, Nat King Cole was an a avid uh, baseball fan, and I believe you played him as well. Uh, is there something that we don't know about you or some, uh, something that you're a fan of that you really love, like you like, can't live without? To do, have more singing opportunities. I mean, but I'm not as avid horseman as my friend Glenn Turman, but I, like, I love riding <laughs> horses. You okay. Know, and that's a that's a, a, a wonderful hobby and something else I like to do. Do you own any horses? And you know, I don't own any horses at the present. And I, I okay. used to fancy myself a bit of a photographer. I'm not not so much anymore, but I like photography. <laughs> okay, okay. I saw when you were um, doing some interviews and talking, like on your Instagram and things like that, you sit in front of lo- a, a large bookshelf. So I believe that you're a reader. Um, do you have any favorite authors? Oh, gee whiz! Right now, I'm <laughs> I'm really I'm getting into a lot of James Baldwin because of you know I mean uh, uh, just looking over some of his work, 
mm-hmm. and what's happening now. He was he was he was a uh, he was quite outspoken. Yes. About, about race and uh, the challenges that we as black people face in America. Uh, between him, I'm, you know, I, I'm also I'm just doing a lot of uh, metaphysical reading, but um, between him and um, Frederick Douglass right now, I'm, I'm just bouncing back and forth because I mean, it's 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 a, it's remarkable that you know um, 200 years ago you can read a Frederick Douglass speech and it resonates true today. I mean, yes. in his fourth, I mean, his fourth July speech, he talks about how this day above all others points out the the shame and hypocrisy of America. Mm. And you know, and and he, and he says that the the words of the forefathers, they're great words, and right. they're great concepts. If they were only followed through. <laughs> if only. If only. But I, but I, but he cannot. But you know, he says, "I cannot today. I cannot stand in front of you and say that they are." No. And we can say you that know, today. You know, some people. Um, I've seen some videos recently saying that racism is a hoax and it doesn't exist. There were these two um, white people that were painting over Black Lives Matter that was on the street, and um, they're they're being put up for a hate crime right now. But. Um, <laughs> You know, I was like, what are you talking about? It's a hoax. They were like, oh, it's the leftist media, blah, 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 blah. Are you serious? Like, there's well, people I mean, out here with this belief. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's really, um, I don't want to call people names because that's not, that's not my job, but right. I mean, there are a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of, there are a lot of delusional people. Uh, in the world, good and, word, and, and it's certainly <laughs> easier. It's certainly easier. It's easier for uh, white folks in in a privileged class to talk like that because they, you know, they mm. walk around with blinders on, and they keep their blinders on. You know, I mean, even okay. and even when they get ripped, even when in in a case like uh, George Floyd, when the blinders are ripped off and it's in your face. You know, you know, and to some degree, the shame of that, because, you know, you can't, you, I mean, you can't really have a heart and watch somebody uh, gleefully uh, uh, take another man's life and laugh mm. about it, smile, joke, make fun of it, and in front of, in front of a camera with no shame. Right. You can't you you can't be a feeling human being and not know that that's not right, that that is wrong, yeah. and my God, what, what you know? Where is your humanity? Now, and, I, I don't the, know. and for these, I mean, for this, this, I mean, this woman who uh, who wants to insist all lives, matter. of course, all lives matter. But if black lives and black and brown lives weren't in jeopardy, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. And there's repeated action. There's a pattern of behavior. That's where you can, you know, point out it's a pattern of behavior, and it happens all over. You know, you can be in Oregon, you can be in New York, you can be in Texas, you can be in Utah, wherever it is. It's a pattern of behavior that's happening repeatedly. These incidents are happening. Let me ask you a question. You do a lot of voiceovers. 
and I saw an article recently about several uh, white actors that did black voices, uh, Kristen Bell, Jenny Slate, Mike Henry. They're, they're stopping doing their characters. What do you think about that? What's your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, uh, it's about time. Okay. We want you to think they should have done it before? Yeah. We want to give actors should have an opportunity to act. But not at the expense of another human being who's also an artist, who's not given that opportunity. Um, you know, it's just—I mean—that the, the, you know, again, that's that's part of the imbalance that we're trying to right size right now. That's what all these protests are about. You know, it's it's, it's no accident that all this happens in the middle of a pandemic. Because this right. systemic racism is also pandemic. Mm. I mean, it's a disease. It's a it's a disease that needs to be eradicated. Yeah, and it infiltrates and, all areas of and, our life. You know, everything. It, it touches every area of our life, and we have to take the responsibility for it. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. You know, we have first of all, we have to open up the conversation and talk about it, and talk about the realities of it. And then we have to start, you know, making some changes. Right. Definitely. And and basically it is opening the doors to opportunity to other people, to people, to people, uh, black people and people of color who have been suppressed all this time, who have, who have have not been given uh, a loving, a level playing field. I mean, nobody, I'm not looking for a handout. I'm not looking for a handout. I just want to. I just want to be able to play on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And, well, you now know, let I mean, me ask not... you this. This mm-hmm. might be a little sensitive. Black English actors coming over and playing Black American characters. Do you think they're taking money out of the pockets of I, Black I American think that, actors? I think I think that there's an imbalance there too. I mean, do you feel that's part of racism? America, have, America has like, always, America has always had a fascination and the romance with British actors and Australian actors. Actors, mm-hmm. I mean, they've always. I mean, Hollywood has always been about that, and we have some mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. Some, you know, they're. I mean, extremely talented. I yes. you know I I I do I do think that we have some American actors who are equally as talented and should be given the same opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. but you know I mean that 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 that's uh, that's also that's another that's another conversation. I mean you know I mean you know because you know in the in the middle of that conversation it, it is another black person getting an opportunity, and I would never begrudge anybody. Uh, or hate on anybody for getting a job. Jobs are too hard right. to come by. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, however, I mean, I, I, I do, I do think that, you know, um, there should be some opportunities open to Black American actors uh, of the of the of the same stature, and who can who can handle it. That should be given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a fan question for you. Uh, somebody wrote on the Facebook, my Facebook page. Uh, they wanted to know how tough was it for you to imitate 
having only a single leg and dead president. They wanted to know how we, how did you do that, or how was that taken care of with the props and stuff? The magic of the movies, baby. <laughs> You're like, I'm not giving any secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what do you think, um, if you had a billboard, what would the billboard say on the side of a highway? What would the billboard say? Stay home. <laughs> Take care okay. of yourself. Okay. Take care of yourself. Keep your behind home. Mm. <laughs> I now, mean, in all seriousness, what it would say is, please do not run before your horse to market. Pay attention. Mm. Don't let your ego uh, put your tail in, in, in danger. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we have a caller here. Let's see what they have to say if they have a question. Hi, you're calling from 310-751 number. Do you have a question? Hello. Okay, I think they're shy. That's okay. Um, I heard that you like ice cubes. Hmm? I heard that you like rap ice, the ice cubes, the rapper ice cubes. I do like you. Wow, I was so surprised. So what is it about him that you like in, in his is his rap? I mean, do you like all types of rap or what what is that just one particular style you like? I mean, I I mean, I like all kinds of music. I don't like all gangster rap, but uh I do I do like I do like a rap that has a sort of double-edged sword that you know, it's rhythmic and entertaining but also has a political element that really says something. I mean, I I, I certainly, personally, I don't like um, cussing just for cussing's sake. But you know, sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes you know, sometimes it's there to make a point. Uh, and you know, I mean, there are other ways of I mean, and there, there are other ways of expressing oneself, but. Um, Sometimes, sometimes a good a, a good Nebraska cuss word gets your attention long enough for you to hear what I'm saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you did some voiceover work on Chance the Rapper album and also West Side Connection, um, just to let the audience know uh, just the level and the variety of work that that you have done. Um, I heard that you learned Arabic when you were on the Pitch Black movie. Is that true? Did you try to learn some Absolutely. Arabic? Do you remember any of I it? I did. Wow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa salaikum salam, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, do you get that deep in all your characters? Do you feel like you go and, like, study background and, and what maybe their subtext is. Is that, that that's part of your training, correct? Yes. I mean that's what we do. Mhm. I try to do as much uh do as much research as I can and to get to get immersed in the character as much as I can. Wow. Now one last question. If you only had a hundred dollars, what would you spend it on? Hmm. I guess it depends on the day. You said it depends Today, on what? 
depends on the day. Oh, on the day. So today. Today, today, like today while I'm home, I'm, I'm I'm home with my wife and my two my two my two uh, young daughters. Right. I would probably uh, take us out and get something get something nice to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but I probably would order that in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stay home. <laughs> stay home. Oh, Keith David, wow. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I'm I'm just honored, and I wish you much success with your upcoming uh, show about Joe Williams. Also, on on the movie, you have a movie, Horizon Line. Um, Is that still going to be coming out soon? Yes. Yes. I believe so, but I I I mean, uh, it should be coming out. It was supposed to come out sometime this year, but now with the COVID, who knows? Uh, But it should come out later on. Okay, okay. Well, you have an excellent afternoon because you're on the West Coast and a great uh, rest of your year. And um, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm going to be doing another show uh, in a minute with uh, actress Melissa L. Williams. So you can call in about that, 516-387-1745. Talk to you soon.